Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse who oddly enough has no kids, yet a huge passion for informing and empowering women on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me every week as we dive in to all things prenatal, postnatal, birth, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello, and I am so excited to talk about your first trimester. We are going to talk about how to thrive during your first trimester. So we are not going to survive the first trimester. We are going to thrive through that first trimester. We're going to talk about what is the first trimester, when is that technically start and end, what are signs and symptoms throughout the first trimester, and just little tips and tricks to help you get through this first trimester and really just try to make the best out of it, be the best that you can be during all the struggles and the hard things that come with the first trimester of pregnancy. So what is the first trimester? The first trimester is it's technically considered the first day of your last period to 12 weeks pregnant. So it's basically about those first three months of pregnancy. And when we talk about morning sickness and first trimester sickness, that's really going to start right around six weeks. Now it's different for everybody, but most people experience that nausea and fatigue at about six weeks. So a lot of women experience the nausea, the fatigue, exhaustion, headaches, peeing a lot, nipple soreness, and just that morning sickness. Some people get night sickness. Some people get morning sickness, dizziness, and just overall that sluggish, tired experience and all those symptoms that come with it. I can always tell when somebody's pregnant because they suddenly are just like really tired, really nauseous. You at work, we, I work on labor and delivery unit. So we have so many pregnant nurses all the time. And I can almost always tell when somebody's pregnant because somebody will bring in like a pizza to, to the huddle room. That's where we all kind of hang out. Um, or they'll bring in like whatever they packed for lunch or dinner. And it won't even be something necessarily that like smells bad. Like nobody's like walking in there with like some big tuna sandwich or anything. It'll just be basic things and they'll open it up and the person next to them will be like, oh my gosh. And we'll just like look like they're about to throw up. And I'm always like, you are totally pregnant. So let's jump into some tips and tricks to help you get through that first trimester, help you to combat some of that nausea and fatigue that you will probably experience. So always remember to cut yourself slack. That is a huge thing. Cut yourself slack. Don't worry about getting nothing done. Just worry about trying to stay positive and just get some basic things done every day. But remember that the first trimester is so hard. So don't feel guilty. Do not beat yourself down if you literally accomplish nothing all day long. Like it is so hard that first trimester, those first 12 weeks are very, very hard. So cut yourself slack and be super graceful with yourself starting off make sure you take multiple pregnancy tests to confirm your pregnancy and don't test until the day of your missed period and test the first thing in the morning so you usually hear that to test the first thing in the morning the first pee of the morning and that's just because that's going to be the most concentrated pee that you really have I guess it's going to have the most hormones in it so when you start drinking water you actually can get a false negative if you drink a ton of water and you just dilute your urine. Um, it might not be enough to detect in the pregnancy test, especially the cheaper ones. So I would buy a couple, if you're really, really, really expecting to be pregnant and let's say maybe it's the first day of your period and you don't have it, or it's the day after your period, buy a couple different pregnancy tests just to be, be, be sure and to confirm it and don't test until at least the day of your missed period or after that. A lot of people that I talk to who have had multiple babies always say just to test as late as you can. Like even if you miss your period and you have an idea that you're pregnant, wait to test because the minute that you know you get it in your head that you're pregnant and 
it makes your pregnancy and especially that first trimester just seem so, so much longer. Some of the girls that I've talked to have not found out they were pregnant until they were maybe at least 12 weeks. And then they found out at 12 weeks and they're like, oh, this is great. I'm already through that first trimester. I didn't know. So I just thought I was a little bit more tired and fatigued and it didn't really play into their head to the first trimester symptoms, I guess. It's kind of, a lot of things can be a mind game. So if you can, wait to test and find out later. It will make your pregnancy seem a little bit shorter. Next thing, of course, is gonna be sleep. Sleep is so important. Exhaustion is probably one of the worst things about the first trimester. So sleep, nap, sleep whenever you can. Choose sleep over sitting on your phone at night or even during the day. Like if you have an hour of downtime, instead of watching TV or doing a leisure activity, sleep. You need to prioritize sleep. You need to prioritize napping. That is gonna help you so much. Um, Also don't, try not to drink after 8 p.m. And that's just gonna help you sleep better because you're not gonna be getting up to pee. When you are in that first trimester and throughout pregnancy, you pee a lot more. So stopping Drinking any fluids or water before 8 p.m. at night is going to help you to try to sleep through the night and maybe only have to get up like once to pee. But just make sure that you're getting sleep. Try to get eight hours a night. Take multiple naps throughout the day if you can. If it's a weekend and you're not working, instead of watching TV, sleep. (laughs) And if you can take breaks at work, I know most people probably can't necessarily nap at work, but if you can take breaks at work, go take a break, sit in your office, shut the lights off and put your head down for 15 minutes. Those little moments where you just get to refresh yourself and just take a break are really going to help. As far as nausea and eating and food, eat the first thing in the morning. Eat something super small and just get something in your belly before you start getting up and moving and trying to go about your day. Small snacks and small frequent meals are going to be the best thing. So nausea a lot of times is actually caused by hunger if you let yourself get hungry, you will you will get nauseous. Make sure that you're snacking. More snacks means less nausea. So and it, it, sometimes it might not work out that way for you, but give it a try. Because a lot of people notice that they become nauseous about three hours after the last time they ate. And they might not necessarily feel hungry, but that is what it actually is. So try to eat every like three hours. And you might notice that you're not getting nauseous. But the minute that you hit four hours of not eating, you are extremely nauseous. And you don't even want to eat at that point. So a lot of people that increase snacking will help keep that nausea under control. Having something constantly in your stomach hopefully will help decrease that feeling. Some things to snack on are going to be like protein bars, little like nut bars, yogurts, trail mix, fruits, anything that you like that's just easy yet still healthy. So you don't want to go with a bunch of processed stuff because that's just not going to fuel you well. And that probably will also help. That will probably also make you nauseous. But try to go for healthy snacks you can prep snacks you can prep little protein bars or oatmeal bars or egg bites whatever you like and then also make sure to carry antacids so heartburn is no joke when you're pregnant heartburn's no joke even if you're not pregnant <laughs> um but that constant snacking and eating can cause a lot of heartburn so avoid spicy fried greasy foods of course and carry just some antacids like just some tums That way you just always have them on hand. Put them in your purse, put them in your work bag, put them in your car. And if you start to get that heartburn, just take one of them and hopefully that will help. And drink a lot of water because that will also help with that. Speaking of water, next thing is going to be hydration. Of course, while you're pregnant and not pregnant and in life in general, stay hydrated. Try to drink a lot of water. Sometimes that nausea can really make water sound absolutely terrible. And if that's the case, try flavored water. You can use like lemons cucumbers um i know a lot of people like those little electrolyte tabs just because they tend to have more flavors than a lemon and cucumber water would um they also add a little bit of like that fizziness to your water plus if you are having nausea and vomiting during your first trimester which you most likely are 
a little bit more electrolytes, a little extra electrolytes is going to be very beneficial for you. You can try LaCroix, um, like those sparkling waters. Ginger tea is also known to help a lot, a lot of people. So that will help with the nausea and vomiting. Ginger tea, ginger ale, ginger pills. Even some people will just supplement the ginger and find that it helps. And a lot of these things, you're just going to have to try it yourself and see what works the best for you. You're going to find the little things that work. And each pregnancy is going to be different. One pregnancy, ginger tea might cure your nausea and another pregnancy it might do absolutely nothing for you so just try the things that work and keep doing the ones that do prune juice is really good also while you are pregnant for constipation so some women do experience a lot of constipation during pregnancy just from the hormone changes and probably not eating enough and drinking enough so you can try some prune juice if you are having constipation and then peppermints also really help so peppermint tea even just like chewing and sucking on peppermints there's one girl i work with who literally carries around a huge bag i don't even know the brand just those typical like circle peppermint things i don't know they're like little candies basically carries them around literally eats (laughs) i don't even want to know how many a night eats a lot of them but those can be little things that help you um finding a good OBGYN and a doctor is going to be very important during your first trimester you just think about the things that you want when you think about who's going to deliver your baby who's going to care for you throughout pregnancy do you want a male or female physician that's really important to some people some people the thought of a male doctor delivering their baby or checking their cervix or doing all the things that you need done around your pregnancy terrifies them they do not want any man down there they barely sometimes they are very modest even in front of their husbands so just make sure that you are picky about your provider don't just call an office and schedule an appointment I mean you you can call an office and schedule an appointment with any provider but if you don't like them don't feel bad not picking them like this is going to be the person to manage your pregnancy hopefully deliver your baby depending on who's on call at the hospital at the time but it's important and you are allowed to be picky with it Um, another huge huge thing so basically when you're choosing a provider you have two options you can either in most states at least choose between an OBGYN or a midwife I'm gonna go into a podcast talking about the big differences between them but obviously an OBGYN is more of a medical doctor Um, they they're not to say that you can't have an amazing natural holistic birth with an OBGYN you can but OBGYNs are going to be more of a medical doctor if you have anything high risk going on you're going to want to pick an OBGYN most likely midwives are more for patients who are wanting a more holistic experience maybe wanting to go natural throughout their labor are very low risk midwives do not take high risk patients so if you have anything high risk going on you most likely will want to go with an OBGYN now some practices have both most of them do will have midwives and OBGYN so you can be primarily a midwife patient and then if you become high risk or anything goes wrong during your pregnancy or labor the OBGYN can step in like if you need a c-section your midwife can still assist and everything like that and be there but your OBG the OBGYN over that practice will step in and of course do the c-sections since midwives do not do c-sections so just think about that when you're picking your provider male and female OBGYN or a midwife those are going to be the two main things that you really really need to think about and just find somebody who really meshes with your personality find a doctor who agrees on the things that you agree on one who has a great bedside manner and that y'all just click like if you don't get a good vibe from them or you guys just aren't really seeing eye to eye on some of the things of your pregnancy then pick somebody else also make sure you talk to your doctor about medications that are okay for you to take during pregnancy so some people find that B vitamins really help with nausea. Some doctors are okay with you taking those. Also Tylenol. Some some doctors will let you take small amounts of Tylenol when you get headaches, migraines, and things like that. So make sure you talk to your doctor about the things that they are okay with you taking. They also might have more medications, herbs, things like that, that have um, been proven to help with first trimester symptoms. Next thing I want to talk about is 
smells. So be aware of smells, especially during your first trimester. Your sense of smell is very strong and that comes with foods, chemicals, anything like that. So some people will cook their food and literally get nauseous and like gag over the food that they're cooking. So make sure when you're cooking, you know that little vent fan that is like above your stove, turn that on. That will just suck the smell hopefully right out of the air and you won't even be able to smell the food that you're cooking. Also be aware of chemicals. So little things like going to the hair salon will set you off. Like go to a hair salon during your first trimester and the smell of the chemicals, like bam, your nausea will just start. Start. So be aware of those little smells and chemicals. You're going to be super sensitive to them and just try to avoid them. You can sniff lemon, sniff peppermint, bring essential oils with you and carry them around. That way you can just smell them instead of whatever smell is around you that is just causing your nausea to get so bad. During the first trimester, you might experience really sore nipples. So a amazing thing to help with that is just a supportive bra, a soft, soft bra and a loose bra. Don't wear tight, like just tight normal bras wear like those nice soft comfortable loose sports bras you can even get like nursing bras and maternity bras and those are really going to help keep your boobs way more comfortable and you can even use a little bit of coconut oil on your nipples if they are hurting and seem very sore one of the most important things is going to be exercise so continue to walk while you're pregnant walking every single day getting outside getting fresh air not only is that going to help with your exhaustion and nausea and fatigue but you need to keep up some type of exercise routine. So try to get those 10,000 steps a day. I know that that is a lot for a normal person, especially somebody in their first trimester, but walk a dog if you have one, go to the park, try to just get outside, continue your exercise routine if you can. The first trimester, you might kind of slack on your exercise, but after that first trimester goes by and a lot of those symptoms fade away, you can really get back into it. So continue your exercise throughout your entire pregnancy and try your hardest to continue it in your first trimester. Going along with that, eating healthy, prepping food, just trying to have options ready for yourself. Cut up vegetables, fruit, keep them in the fridge. Buy healthier prepped foods like we talked about earlier, nuts bars, protein bars, seed bars, yogurt, trail mixes, fruits, and just really keep your options easy because you do not want to be having to prep and cook a huge full meal. And enlist your partner to do this. Like tell your partner who's not pregnant and not in their first trimester to help you out, to prep you food, to make things, leave it in the fridge, cook you dinner. If you can't stand the smell or the thought or even anything about cooking, enlist your partner to help you. And another thing that is so, so helpful is delivery meal services. So splurge a little bit during the first trimester. You can always cancel your subscription after, but during that first trimester, Try out things like Sun Basket, HelloFresh, Blue Apron. Those are just a couple of meal prep services that I know of. I know a lot of people who love Sun Basket and HelloFresh. Um, they send, I mean, you still have to cook the meals. Like they send them to your house and you have to cook them, but everything is like already chopped up. It's already prepped. Anything, it, it, I mean, it's they make it so simple to literally the only thing that you have to do is either mix it all together and throw it in the oven or basically that's honestly with all of them. They make it super simple. They've already done all the cutting, the hard work, marinating any of the meat. All you really have to do is cook it and it's super simple. So try those out and splurge on those services a little bit during that first trimester. Those are the tips that I have for your first trimester and I have never been pregnant so I cannot tell you how I got through my first trimester or what I experienced from it. These are just things that I've pulled from, of course, evidence-based practices and other people's stories and a lot of the women and people that I've walked through life with who have been pregnant and been in their first trimester, things that have helped them. So try some of these things out and if you have any other tips or tricks that you have done in your first trimester that have helped you get through it, 
definitely let me know and just be okay with getting nothing done some days because there will be days where you can't and have grace with yourself, cut yourself some slack, enlist your partner or your family or your friends to help you out on those days where things are really hard during that first trimester. Little things like running errands, grocery shopping, use quick list or any of those little delivery services and just make your life as easy and as stress-free as you can during those first 12 weeks. Thank you guys for listening. And I really hope that I provided you some little tips and tricks that I found to help other people during their first trimester. And I cannot wait to come back next week and talk more about prenatal, postnatal, labor, birth, and all things surrounding pregnancy. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next week to talk more about the bump. And of course, I know you all probably know this, but I have to add it in. I make every effort to broadcast correct information through this podcast, but I'm still learning so much. So I am in no way providing medical advice through this podcast, just sharing the things that myself and others have experienced or learned. Make sure to consult your physician before taking anything from this podcast and changing your health. This applies to any guests or contributors that I also have on this podcast. Thank you. And I will see you next week.